0: Smartcast You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast Hello and welcome to Tell Me How You Did It I'm Namrita Zakaria and I'm here to bring to you my handpicked list of some of India's finest brands yes our best homegrown companies that can compete with the world's best and still win the battle hands down These companies range from food, fashion, and film to home, art, and design. I'm only too happy to talk to the founders who not only chased their rainbows, they also made India proud. Make sure you tune in at hdsmartcast.com week after week to shake the hands that built our best businesses. Listen to them tell me how they did it. If you move around in the right kind of circles in New Delhi, you have to have run into Vivek Sani. Sani has been among the city's best-loved gadabouts. He's also among its most interesting people to meet when you're in town. A graduate from the Snobby Parsons School of Design, Sani was meant to design product and packaging. But instead, he has pioneered in creating what is known as luxury Ayurveda. Kama Ayurveda is one of India's best-loved beauty and skincare brands. Its popularity has only grown in the 20 years since it was launched. Its products are sold out of more than 60 standalone stores across India, as well as every leading e-commerce site. Is it a first-movers advantage, or does Kama's superb quality ensure its dominance in skincare remains unshakable? Let's ask Vivek Sani how he pulls it off. Vivek, hello. And thank you for troubling me for weeks to finally bring you on the show.
1: Namrita, thank you for this year. And I don't quite know what to say to that introduction. I love I love Gadabout and I love all those things. <laughs> I really wish some of them were true. <laughs> and snobby. I don't think any of that is, uh, sadly, none of that is true. Um, I'm pretty, uh, how do you say it, basic as far as things go. Uh, I said,
0: pass in school was a
1: snobby school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, but even that now is sort of there's no snobby anymore. It's, there's think, no
0: snobby
1: anymore. No, I don't think it never was snobby. Actually, it's just basically a good school where you know they produce people. Um, well, they help you, I guess. You know, nurture your talent, um, and you know, if you are, if you have something there, then I guess they help you. You know, push it through.
0: You're very sweet. I want to congratulate you because next year is 20 years since Karma was launched and what a remarkable, remarkable journey it's been. Uh, is this where you envisioned yourself, envisioned yourself 20 years ago? Did you imagine your company to, is this how you imagined it to be? You must be very proud.
1: I mean, of course, I'm, I'm I mean, I, to be very honest, of course, I'm very, very proud, um, did I imagine this? No, not, not even slightly. We basically, it was something which was done for fun. It was not really, you know, it was not really thought about as a corporate, I, mean, I don't know, I guess we never thought about it, like, you know, making it into, at least personally I didn't. Uh, the idea was to take, I mean, when we started, the idea was to take something which was Indian, uh, which was authentic, uh, which was traditional, all very keywords. And take it out to the world, and that's where Ayurveda came in yeah um and it was literally take it out to the world, so the idea was that you know you you take this you you create these products which are clean uh, which are authentic Ayurvedic, which I think was the was the key thing here, because I was very clear that you know I did not want to there were too many other brands which were organic, natural, clean, herbal homemade kitchen remedies, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, I was really, we were really, not I, I think we collectively were very clear that that is not a route we wanted to go down or explore, uh, but to actually find something which had been around in India uh, and something which worked uh, was a classical remedy, not classical science, uh, not a remedy. And, you know, how does one um, take that classical science and make it useful to contemporary India or contemporary global, uh, yeah, of you, know, uh, the, uh, you know, to, 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 the, to the contemporary client? Uh, how do you make people use it on an everyday basis uh, and not just, you know, when you have an issue Um you know, like, like, like you go to a doctor and you, you know, you have a cold, you have a medicine, which is how most people treated Ayurveda. Uh, even and, now. And even now, very much yeah. so. Uh, and not really as a product which you uh, consume on a day-to-day basis um, yeah. uh, for various skin or hair care issues that you have. Yeah. Um, and that's what, you know, our really, our, um, uh, our challenge was when we started. But I think we were very clear that, you know, this is what we, uh, how we wanted to be. And the first products we made, you know, there's this whole thing of um, clean beauty and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, we did that 20 years ago because even the first products we made were either oil or powder. So there was not even a surfactant or a preservative. They were literally, the face wash was a powder, the body wash was a powder, the mask was a powder, and the rest were oils. There was a hair oil, yeah. face oil, two body oils, and three soaps. And the soaps were handmade uh, soaps. One was a neem soap and two of the soaps were made from the Ayurvedic oils. So they were coconut um, oil-based, hot-processed soaps. So again, you know, um, absolutely clean. So it was an absolutely clean brand without anything at all. So way before anybody else had even sort of, you know, a lot of people were. I read
0: read somewhere that you got into beauty because Khadi, uh, the KVIC skincare brand, asked you to design their packaging. What's the story there and and how did they so give actually, birth to the biggest competition?
1: So, you know, um, it's interesting. The So we ran a, a graphic and product design studio where we designed books. I mean, I was very interested in publishing. So it was yeah. books, magazines. We did some corporate stuff, logos. Um, and I also did wedding cards, um, very beautiful wedding cards. Um, and... When we would, I don't know how it happened, but very randomly, we got asked to design some gift packaging for these Khadi products. And, you know, specifically gift packaging to be given to, I guess, you know, visiting dignitaries or, you know, how when the heads of, a, like, I guess when their senior people went out, something they could give to other government officials, to other,
0: yeah, as you know,
1: yes, it was. Yeah. So we actually, you know, we were given a bunch of these products and said, you know, you know. and my first thing was, you know, one is obviously the disparate because Kadi Village Industries is not a company. It's a series of cooperatives and uh, whatever, in, in institutions, basically, which are all under this umbrella. So they're all individual. They're all over the countryside, um, you know, different parts of the country, and they all make different things. So there's somebody making rose water, somebody making almond oil, somebody making... Coconut oil, somebody making shampoo, you know, disparate depending where they are in the country. And so there were two questions came up. One is it all looks different because each person is, you know, making it as their packaging. And the second thing was that, um, you know, does it work? You know, I mean, is it, who's tested it? Who's checking to see how clean it is? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and the the good thing was that uh, they kind of, I don't know how, but we basically kind of got this, you know, the, the people there at that point were very, very open, very open to experimenting, very open to thought. And they said, uh, you know, we'll help you with the testing. You know, we can use the government labs. Well, I said, obviously, how do I know anything about testing? But uh, they said, we'll access the government labs. You can use the government labs to do the, you know, to do the uh, tests, uh, the cleaning up, et cetera. And as far as packaging goes, then why don't you, you know, expand your mandate and create a uniform packaging for this project? Yeah. And that's basically how those, that, that Khadi brand, which exists currently now, yeah. Uh, yeah. made by and is actually now being run by different, um, different institutions are using it. Somebody's calling it Khadi something. Somebody's
0: but it opened up thing. a whole world of producer groups to you, right? It
1: opened up a whole world for an avenues for each of those individual cooperatives. That was the most yeah. interesting thing yeah. that all of those guys suddenly had a new source of income. And so we, you know, we created it. And the idea was that this Khadi logo would then become like an ISM mark so that basically yeah. everybody who cleaned their products up uh, would be able to use this mark and function, you know, and to, and, and to you, you know, you clean our products up and then you can use this label. And uh, even when the project finished, I think many more people who hadn't even got the certifications, I mean, I don't know, maybe they did, but basically everybody started using it and it's um, been extremely successful. Um, it's done very, very well for each of those institutions, which um, got involved in it. And I think they're still doing very well. So um, what it did do for us, uh, for me and for my business partner at that point, was that we got a huge insight onto how products are made. But mm-hmm. so you're sitting there and you're learning, because of the process of, you know, getting the testing done, uh, you know, we were there for those meetings. And then you're learning that, you know, this is the surfactant, this is the preservative, this is the color agent. So much is active, so much is not active. And uh, the kind of person I am, I really want to know more about how things are made, why they're made in a particular way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that basically was the genesis of how karma started.
0: What roles did each of the founders play then and now? There's uh, Dave Chang, there's Rajshri Sri and of course, Vikram Goyal.
1: So, you know, uh, a lot has happened in the last 20 years. Uh, we, we started out. I think uh, we all had different, so Dave and me you know uh, ran the design company, uh, and Vikram had just come back from from um, America. He used to work with uh, Morgan Stanley, and he was coming up, and actually that's how the the brand even started because you know he, uh, he was looking to do something new, and he just quit banking. And came to us, He's seen the whole Kadi product, the the entire Kadi project, and he came to us to say, you know, why don't we do something, you know, would you like to do something with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Rajshree is from Coimbatore. Uh, She's a friend and and she is the one who basically, you know, um, helped us get all the Ayurveda connections. Um, The doctors, the companies we work with, and of course, Fundamentally, in Coimbatore, place to stay, car to drive, um, people to work with us to start with, you know, when we were very small. So the entire infrastructure was hers. Um, so, you know, we all brought different things to the table. And for the last many years now, basically, uh, because we've got multiple investors, uh, we got our first, out of, first set of investors in 2014, then another set in 2019, um, it's basically just Dave and me. I I I'm the CEO and uh, Dave is uh heads marketing.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but the rest of us I mean, the rest of them are all not in managerial roles, you know, but they're
0: there. So you also went all four of you went to this Ayurvedic pharmacy in Tamil Nadu, right?
1: No, we work with AVP. Uh, okay. We work with AVP, and AVP actually has very long um and deep family connections with Rajshri. Um okay she's worked i mean her family knows the avp family i don't know what, what is what is avp what
0: is the full the family are with the and, do you,
1: they are and, and
0: do you source everything from them
1: no not at all no 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 okay. some products some products in fact we've just set up our own factory uh, it was actually supposed to have been set up last year um, but because of covid it all got delayed but we started manufacturing there july this year yeah, also in coimbatore
0: How did you get into all these fabulous hotels in Good Earth? How did Kama first arrive on the
1: scene? Well, you know, that's the advantage of four people. um, And four people who um, have four different sets of friends. Um, I think it's very useful. Um, And so once we uh, basically made the product, um, and it was very precise what we thought about, um, we looked at how people, um, you know, what, where do you have loyalty and where do you not have loyalty? So when you put something on your face and you'll get used to it and it suits your skin, the chances of you jumping to another product become more difficult. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people have skin issues, ditto with hair. Uh, you know, if you find a shampoo that suits your hair, then you're hardly going to jump to another one very quickly. Only because it takes a while to find one that suits your hair, you know. People have so many hair issues and skin issues. A soap, you'll happily try, you know, another soap. You'll happily try another body wash, body scrub. You know, you don't really care. You know, you're happy to experiment, something nice smelling, something, you know, unusual. So we focused on skin and hair. And once we'd made the products, uh, it was a very tiny range, as I said. It was uh, three powders, uh, four oils and three soaps. It's not a very large range, but all very efficacious. And they're all still on my bestsellers. Uh, all my silver bestsellers. Um, and the majority of them um, are silver bestsellers. Um, we basically picked up the phone and called all our friends. Anita Lal at Good Earth is a, is a friend and we're still in Good Earth, you know, after 20 years. Um, and she very kindly, you know, um, offered us space. Um, we did it with the Oberoi, um, the, the lady who runs the beauty parlor. Is a friend, she put her into the beauty parlors to start with. Um, with Somebody knew Taj Kazana also, somebody was there, somebody knew somebody. Um, they very kindly put us in there to start with. And like this, it was literally word of mouth. You pick up the phone, can you put the product in your place? This the is, thing, these,
0: are, these, are, these are all the upsides of being a gadabout.
1: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me being gadabout. These are everybody's <laughs> friends. It was not uh, my, my gadabout, it was everybody's <laughs> gadabout. And that's, that's the joy of four, four, four people with yeah. different connections. So, yeah. Rajshri's friends in South India, Rajshri's friends in Delhi. So it was literally like yeah. you know, knew anybody, somebody knew somebody in Bombay. Pick up the phone, ask them. You know, we made a list and yeah. we, we like divided it up. You know, who yeah. do you know? Or you know, I have a friend who knows so and so person. So yeah, you know, the phone and do it. And that's the the interesting thing was, of course, that the places that we positioned ourselves in um, were automatically uh, were just happened to be. Um, at the you know at the premium end of the segment you yeah. know uh, and that sort of positioned the brand automatically as a premium, more expensive brand and also it was definitely an issue of price because I yeah. think uh, when they first asked us I remember you know like what do you want to price your hair oil at and I was like I don't know just let's first make the best hair oil there is and then we'll figure out the price it's not like mm-hmm. I need to, and you know, at that point in time, the nearest competitor was, I think, uh, whatever the mass hair oils were, like thirty rupees or forty rupees, and we were selling it mm. for three hundred and fifty rupees or four hundred rupees. You know, so that was it was a
0: long time ago.
1: Yeah, and was it, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but was so, it
0: hard to sell Ayurveda to Indians? I mean, they must think it's something that they can make in their kitchen. So why should they pay? Yeah, it was a dollar for it?
1: it. Yeah, it's not that. It's just, it was just also a thing of. Um, no, it wasn't Ayurveda. It was at least in North India. What is it? herbal, natural. Because, you know, there's such a strong... I have to say, you know, Shana's Hussain had this incredible, incredible uh, uh, positioning, you know, for how many years of Shana's herbal. So this whole idea of herbal, herbal, you know, was in most people's mind, you know. And what is this a herbal product? And what is Ayurveda? Um, I mean, in South India, it's much more... You know, people still, even then, used to, you know, come with thing with it. I mean, I knew what Ayurveda was, but did I go to an Ayurvedic doctor? No, and I don't know too many people in Delhi who went to an Ayurvedic doctor. You know, it is fewer and far between. You know, you might go to a Ved. In South India, it was, it was sort of more common. So it is very difficult. Um, and it continued to be difficult. I'd say, actually, the really, the really uh, big uh, thing happened when Patanjali came about really and that was basically this blast of Ayurveda no? shoved across the universe so to speak and then suddenly nobody asked what Ayurveda is because my name says Kama Ayurveda so then they're like well, this is Ayurveda and we can buy it you know uh, it, took, it took a while I mean for, this yeah. ma- for the mass version was was that but I think it, it took a while to, to get to it definitely
0: why did Kama Ayurveda take 10 years to open its first physical store it was at Khan Market right
1: yes So, you know, as I said, it's a good question. Um, The first thing was, you know, none of us were doing it full-time. You know, we all had different things. Dave and me ran the design company. Rajshree had sugar mills. Vikram had an interior design company. So, you know, it didn't really sort of fit into anybody's, uh, you know, I guess, full-time agenda. And it was, I think, uh, in 2012 that I... And also we didn't have that many products. Huh? Our product range was very oh. tiny. We hadn't really like, I mean, we created more, but it wasn't yeah. like enough to open a shop. You know, we had like yeah. 20 or 25. It wasn't 70 or 80, yeah. which is yeah. what you need to open a store. You know, it hadn't yeah. expanded to that level. And I think in 2012, at the beginning, I was talking to everybody and I said, you know, guys, we should do something with this, you know, like, you know, it's, it's you know, it's small, it's making money, but you know, we're not doing anything with it. Um, and, that's that year i basically decided that i would take i would come in full time yeah and we opened our first store actually now i think the anniversary was monday 25th of october 2012
0: yeah
1: so almost nine years ago yeah um and we and that i think basically transformed the business you know literally we opened the store and um I used to actually sit over there to see who's coming in and who's buying what. And, you know, we had to, Khan Market is very expensive. Uh, the rentals are very high and they're still very high. Um, I think they're the highest in the country. And we literally had to, like, you know, borrow money to, from our families to put the security deposit down. Because it was, you know, 6 months' security and I was like, oh, my God, there's no way of us had this money, so but the store money.
0: did phenomenally well, right? And that's it what yeah a destination. That, and that, and that
1: was and that's what actually was what the Jaya said that that transformed the business literally. Um, one was it's in the front, so you know it became like an ad, so people who didn't yeah. know about the brand saw it. Yeah. Um, and then you know people visiting from all over the world started shopping there, um, and we very quickly then the next year we opened our second store thirteen. 2014 we got our first investment and that's when we started actually doing the the, the the larger rollout which um you know and also it was you know it was strange because you know when you come in there was uh, uh, i mean i remember when the investors came in the we were a tiny company we had like i think the due diligence lasted three hours there were like 20 employees you know it was like you know what's what so 30 employees something like that you know so it was, you know, a very small, very, you know, small, efficient setup, and which is sort of obviously now become into a...
0: But a, obviously profitable even then, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was profitable then, yeah. It was profitable. And also, um, I think we had, a, we had a unique product, which was um, this idea of pure Ayurveda. Yeah, of yeah. Ayurveda, you know? yeah. And so despite, you know- despite, the, despite the smell, despite the, you know, the weirdness of the textures, um, you know, we didn't change that.
0: The smell, the bringadi, It that bottle is that's like something our, has died in it. And that's still
1: our best seller, you know. It's quite amazing. It's
0: fantastic. I will say. And, and have you
1: tried the shampoo now? We've just bought the bringadi shampoo.
0: Not yet. Not yet. But I I hated the oil so much and I loved what it did to
1: me. But so There you are.
0: The smell, but it gave me the best sleep. Like, obviously, you know, when you leave it. So, you know, life.
1: and that's one of the, that's one of the call-outs of the ingredients in it is it, yeah. is it cools the scalp. Yeah. Which is why you sleep so well.
0: Yeah. The but there are stuff. scores of Ayurveda products now. I would say hundreds. I mean, I think that the world is now on the brink of this giant Ayurveda sort of a boom. Mm. So what, what makes karma stand out?
1: I think uh, it's the, the authenticity of the formulation, the purity of the products. I think that's the most important thing. Uh which is why we actually started doing the clinical trials. Yeah. Because you know, I was like, it's all very well to say in Ayurveda, it's supposed yeah. to be amazing, you know.
0: And it's very important. It proves so safety. So yeah. the thing is, yeah, yeah
1: but the thing is, yeah, yeah, the thing is this, but you no, know, but the thing is, it's all very well to say. See, safety is already, you know, we we're doing all those tests, it's, it's yeah. dermatologic test, all of that is there. Yeah. But the actual efficacy trials, you know, clinical yeah. trials for efficacy. Yeah. But actually, is your hair falling? Stop going to stop falling? Is your uh, you know your hair going to get stronger? Is your dandruff flakes going to reduce, you know, fundamental things, whatever the claims you're making? Is that actually happening, you know? Um, and that's why I said, you no, know, let's do the trials and let's see what the actual, you know, what the science behind it is. And it's, the trials are extraordinary. And which is why we then went to the other products. We went to the kumkumadi, we went to the night cream, we've done it with the shampoo. Um you know, because if it works, let's, you know, prove that it works. Yeah. It's not just like a claim, like, you know, Vivek has decided that it's a great oil for your hair. It's not. It's I'm saying it's a classical formulation, which has been around for thousands of years. We're also making it according to that. Yeah. That's the most important thing, I think. I think, you know, the, what I said, you know, being authentic to the formulation and authentic to the ingredients, that is critical, you know, um, because it's very easy to fudge. You know, so I've used
0: I've I've used everything. I don't think I've left out anything unless it's been launched in the last 6 months and even the pregnancy and the post needle care right. I've gifted to friends and they've just, you know, been in love. What are your best sellers and why do you think they sell the best? So there's obviously so, Bringadi.
1: So and now the Bringadi shampoo.
0: Yeah.
1: Which basically is all natural. We've used the actives from the Bringadi oil. Yeah. But not use the oil itself, so yeah. it actually really helps, and we're actually finding yeah. really good results with that. Yes. Um, the kumkumadi, so basically, pretty yes. much the product we started with. So, yeah. the kumkumadi, we started with, we made a cream from it, a night cream, you know, yeah. which, which is also the best sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just launched a kumkumadi face which is a like a spray on the go. Okay. Um, it's just been launched, um, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we've made the kum, we just also, also two weeks ago was a kumkumadi. Not even two weeks, it's yes, 15th of October. Uh, uh, we have also launched a Kumkumadi cleansing oil. So, okay. there are a wash for the face and oil for the face. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, there's like a com- model, complete Kumkumadi range, which is uh, which, which, which is there. Now, these are all best sellers. I have a face mask called Suvarna powder, all natural.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, also, best seller, really, really good product. Uh, if you've got acne, we've got two very good products, also best sellers. One is again a powder. Um, which you apply. Um, and then there's a f- anti-acne face wash. Uh, both extremely, extremely good for what they are. A rose water, which is on the top of the, you know, which is on our perennial bestseller list. Um, so basically, you know, skin care, I'd say. Skin care and hair care is where we, what we're good at um, and what we put all our R&D efforts into and expanding the business. So um, how,
0: how many brick and mortar stores right now? More than 50? 60
1: we are no so our own stores physically yeah we're at 50 now um Very we just good. opened we just opened reliance the geo mall we the geo
0: mall we just yeah. opened
1: that yeah. we opened hyderabad airport and we opened another one in hyderabad this year so we opened three there so That's, that's did, three.
0: did the pandemic like force you into e-commerce
1: yeah, yeah of course we had no choice i mean we have other shops are shut what do we do like even now I'm in Bombay, you have to be double vaccinated to enter a mall. Kerala was the malls are shut until not too long ago. So we were about we moved from thirty percent e-commerce to seventy percent of the business e-commerce. Really, until July when things started opening up again,
0: did it did it affect your sales figures or the sales figures pre-pandemic and post e-commerce were the same?
1: No, of course it affected. It affected our sales figures very much so definitely so pre-pandemic no this year this year we'll close this year much higher than 2020
0: yeah.
1: yeah 2020 and 2019 but I'm just saying but in terms of the actual business last year it definitely yeah. affected it the the year previous it definitely affected it because the stores are shut for you know almost 8 months 9 months yeah
0: yeah. you know
1: uh, and even the ones were open people weren't really coming in we had to home delivery we created something called an IVR which was basically you, you know you can basically call and get the stuff home delivered we did online beauty consultations to get people to um, come in and uh, buy product so you know, we had no choice but to sort of do all of this um, you know to to turn the business around
0: and also tie up with like social media influencers like Mira Kapoor you've you've roped her in recently right like yeah, is this and, is social and, like, media think, like a new part of your marketing plan
1: well not new part no it's been around for the last year okay it's been around since the since the pandemic basically since the
0: pandemic, i mean we had my
1: social media but now it's sort of like we had no choice the thing is this you know you have a business you have product you have all employees what are you going to do are you going to shut your business down no so basically as i said necessity is the mother of invention you have no choice um so you had to very quickly basically we had to first get the technology we didn't even have the technology on our side properly it was a decent enough side but nothing you know wasn't that efficient so we had to hire people, get the technology, turn that around, back end, front end. Um, basically, we used all our store staff, put them onto, onto the phone and made that call. Us. I
0: ordered off the website. I was very comfortable uh, doing yeah. it.
1: And then we got the other guys, the beauty trade, the, the, the trainers became the online beauty consults. You know, everybody pitched in basically.
0: Yeah.
1: And now the stores have opened since July. I think the stores are slowly, slowly, you know, opening up and ramping in.
0: You've spoken of a couple of investors, but they were very small investments, am I right? And I'm sure private equity companies have just lined up outside your door. So are you looking to raise funds? Are you reluctant?
1: The thing is, the, we had our first investment in 2014. And Lighthouse re- gave us some more money, I think, in 2017, I think. Um, and then in 2019, we had an investment from Pooj. And the investment from, from Pooj, yeah. so Pooj is this, uh, this, is this Spanish large company. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the investment from Pooj is a strategic investment. Yeah. So basically, you know, they're going to help us uh, take the company out into being, uh, I guess, out into the world. Uh, what the initial plan was 20 years ago to take something authentic Indian time tested out to the world. So I guess it's been a bit slow, but stuff finally seems to be, uh, happening. So that is when Pooj came in. So at this point, no, so we're not looking at any more, any more things, any more money. Uh, I think we've got very good, um, both, both my partners are still there. The equity firm is there and Pooj is there. So I think what we are looking for is now just to figure out a good strategy, um, figure out how to start taking this company, You know how would it work, what format would work in Europe, what format would work in the East, what format would work in America. Do these products make sense as they are in these countries? Do they need to change depending on the skin type, depending on climatic conditions, uh, sensorials, things like that?
0: Vivek, we love karma in its 20th year. It's phenomenal. Where do you see it in its 25th year?
1: We, I guess we all have so many um, thoughts and ideas but two years ago if you'd said we'd be having this conversation on a on a zoom call we'd have both laughed you know um, literally. Why is that? Because there was no zoom who was using zoom you know I mean you'd have you'd have met me interviewed me and I'd have met you I'd have come to Bombay you'd have come to Delhi and We'd have done this, you know, with, the, with all of them around and no dogs and cats and uh, <laughs> and, and sparrows in the background, you know. Probably
0: uh, in some yeah, bar. But,
1: <laughs> but now it's a different thing. So, you know, um, you know, I don't want to predict, I mean, God willing, you yeah. know, these things improve. People are able to travel, shop, you know, and not be stressed uh, the way they have and the trauma that has taken place in the last two years for most people, you know, across the world. Um, where do I hope to see it? I, I hope to see it as, you know, I've never thought of it as, you know, people keep talking about luxury brands and everything else. And I was like, this is not a luxury, it's a necessity. It just costs a little bit more money than your, you know, than uh, your, not some other necessity. I don't know. But basically, it's in your bathroom. You know, it, it does help your skin get better. It does help your dark circles. Your hair does stop falling you know, various whatever concerns you are addressing, you know, like you said, the stretch marks or whatever they are. You know, so then it's, when it's addressing a concern, then it's hardly a luxury, you know? Then it becomes a necessity, which is, you know, I mean, I guess a bag or a shoe or a very expensive fragrance would be a luxury, you know, but something like this is a necessity. And I would hope to see this, like you're saying, in, in five years from now, you know, in many more bathroom shelves, you know, around the world. Um, because right now it's sort of largely in Indian bathroom shelves, and even largely Indian in predominantly in cities, uh, in larger cities. I'd like to see it in many more, uh, even in smaller towns um, and, you know, across the world, basically, in as many countries as they are, where people are conscious are taking conscious choices, basically, because it is a conscious choice, you know. I mean, basically, and today, Namritan, you're a woman who has... Experience in beauty of every possible kind. What I'm saying is, you see it. You're in the you're in this in, in the world you're in. You see every single variation of it, and the choices that you have today. You know, you didn't have these choices ten years ago, five years ago, also, and most most people didn't globally. So you're consciously choosing. So if you're saying I love karma, you're consciously choosing to use a natural product on your skin, as against five million other kinds of products, which range from the complete synthetic to you know, you know, basic stuff from the from your uh, from the kitchen on your you know for yourself. You know, you can there's a wide wide range, and especially now, you know, you can use every any any form of chemical is available online. You know, it's is there, so you can literally choose what you want to. Where you were, what you early early would have gone to a dermatologist. So, I would say I'd love to see it in more and more conscious people's bathroom shelves um, around the world. People are conscious of what they're putting on their skin. And on their hair, and are looking for results.
0: It's been wonderful chatting with you, Vivek. I'm very sorry that you've made me run around and taken weeks to come on the show, but I'm so glad that we're finally here. And thank so you. So am for I? And I
1: have- listen, I was sitting in Masuri with no signal at all. <laughs> huh? How am I going to speak to you? Huh? It's been worse, it's been even worse than this, there is no internet at all.
0: Yeah.
1: I, mean, I have to go to the. I have to climb a hill to like get a phone call. <laughs>
0: Well, thank, thank you, you so nonetheless. Much. It's been wonderful having you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: If you enjoyed the show or not, write to me on Instagram, Twitter or Clubhouse at Namruta Zikharna. You can catch the video podcast on the Lifeline channel on YouTube. For updates on Tell Me How You Did It, follow us at HT Smartcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Clubhouse. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or Sunom 9.0. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.